welcome to A Wealth of Positivity, a podcast that is designed to offer you a more positive outlook in a world of negativity. Brought to you by Ed McKenzie and Tristan Johnson of McKenzie & Co. Financial Consultants. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tristan. And I'm Ed. And today we are talking about what is ESG investing? It's a term that is banded about and um, is seen in the press a lot, and a lot of people would be quite confused by it. Um, so, Ed, ESG, what does that stand for? I was going to ask you the same question. Ah, can you <laughs> test me? Eh? Well, it means environmental, social and governance. And those are really good words, but I always like to try and say, so what does that actually mean? So exactly. Environmental to me is all about carbon footprint, what impact are you having on the environment directly, sustainability in the environment. So that's more what you'd think of when you think of ethical investment. It's the, you know, the solar panels on the commercial roofs. It's the reducing your electricity usage. You know, how can you make your, um, if you're a supermarket, how can you reduce the energy you're using to cool down all of the fridges? Um, those types of things are, are really Plastic important. Plastic use. Plastic use. You know, you look at all of the coffee shops now that have, you know, paper straws. The fact that you need three of them to drink one drink is probably by the by. But anyway, you know, they're still slightly more recyclable than the old plastic ones. Um, so that's the environmental side of things. That's quite, I think everybody sort of gets that on board. I think the social and governance is obviously probably the one that people don't necessarily think of when we're talking about ESG investing. So the social one is about actually, what is the social impact of that business? And is it actually impacting social you know, uh, having a p- positive social impact. Um, so if you think about a company that, you know, might be very, very carbon neutral and friendly, but actually it's very, very negative for, you know, it's, it's got split, sweat, sweatshops, sweatshops in, um, yeah, in absolutely. Turkey. Yeah, exactly that. So it's having Bangladesh. a really, really <laughs> negative impact. Um, and the governance one is a really interesting one for me because governance is more about, um, you know, balance of power within the business, having diversity in your boardroom, actually having shareholders in your boardroom. So you actually have, um, and, and employees in your boardroom as well. So you're almost having this management shareholder employee working together as opposed to sort of them versus us. Yeah. Pretty poignant at the moment with, you know, so many strikes and so many people, you know, a massive disparity between those and, 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 and that sort of thing is actually we want to invest in companies that keep that balance really well. You know, they look after their shareholders, but they also really look after their employees as well. And, and that sort of management is, is, is run well. So those are the three sort of triad key factors that what the ESG means. And I think it has become very um, more mainstream. I think is this sort of way of putting that over yeah. the last few years. Well, co- companies have to report, and um, I guess it's not self-reported, but they'd have a, a third party who would um, who'd look at their the way they run their business nice. and report on how they run and give it a score on environment, social governance, each a different score. Yeah. And it's not just about carbon, but it's uh, you know we do in our own funds look at the carbon, but. Um, it's other environmental impacts as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we go back to sort of how things, you know, if you look about sort of 10, 12 years ago, you know, ethical investing was out there, but it was very much on the sort of, it was a sort of niche area. It was, you know, only certain individuals were very, very keen on ethical investing, whereas everybody just invested for the best returns. And there was the viewpoint that actually if you invested into an ethical fund, you had a sort of, you were happy to take less returns but your conscience was clean. 
Yeah. And so that you always felt like I, I'm not going to do as well as the market is, but I know I'm not investing into arms. I'm not investing into tobacco. So it was much more about, you know, positively screening out negative companies. Yeah. Sorry, negative screening. So basically taking out companies you didn't want to invest into. And then you'd have a darker green, which is positively going, right, actually, I want to positively invest into a company that builds offshore wind farms, or I want to invest into a company that does certain things, you know, that, that are environmentally positive impacting. So you're looking at, that's the sort of dark green side of things of companies that have that side of things. So I think ESG has evolved out of that to look at actually we've got to look beyond the idea of just ethical and green is actually what, what impact can this have not only to the carbon footprint and the sustainability in our environment, but also in terms of what impact it has on our society and what, what impact it has to employees and shareholders. Cause it's, it's a, it's a really difficult balance to have. Um, and I, I think one of the great things is that, um, you know, most of the research that's coming out of this is actually the more you invest and the more people are investing into ESG funds, the massive, powerful effect that that's having. Well, it's changing companies' ways. It's, it's, it's actually the, the, the shareholders of the company actually have the voting powers in the company. And when you have a big fund, you know, massive fund managers owning a large proportion of a company, they have a lot of sway with that company and that board. Yeah. And actually, you're getting a lot of uh, institutional investors, yeah. big fund management companies, working together to have influences on companies. Um, the one recently that a couple of years ago was obviously Shell, was a really prime example where you know Shell had a, a carbon neutral target of 2040 and the shareholders all got together and actually forced them to bring that closer to 2030 and actually have a, a quicker target and to make th put things in place for a quicker target. So that's where you can have a real positive impact actually on, on bringing down companies that you would probably exclude from your portfolio if you wanted to be green but actually you're having a better impact and much more marginally beneficial impact on that company than if you were investing into a company that's already doing that. So there is a massive benefit to investing in companies where you're having an influence. Um, and, um, you know, we, we've talked about greenwashing, which is another sort of new term that seems to be banded around there, which is where you're saying that you're green, but you're not. And I think it's just really ticking boxes, ticking boxes. And I think it's really important to distinguish between greenwashing where you're just ticking boxes and actually investing in a way where you, you want to have a really powerful impact and move from, you know, from very outside of the realms of what you want to, to bring them back into a really good position. So it's not greenwashing by investing into companies that aren't necessarily very carbon friendly, but it is if you are have the influence and you, that, that company is on a path to really improving that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'd say greenwashing is a term that I think you've got to be very careful about because it can be thrown at you when actually that's not the implications. Um, again, we work with the UNPRI, which stands for? UN Principles of Responsible Investing. Very good. Um, well, United Nations. United Nations, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the principles of responsible investing really are around making sure that everything that we're doing meet the principles that we talked about with ESG. So yeah. it's making sure that they, all of those boxes are ticked. Um, generally speaking, most of the funds that we know that have UNPRI status are really working in that direction. So it's not greenwashing, it is actually really trying to improve the carbon output. And you know some of the statistics that um, we get in terms of that are, are um, phenomenal in terms of the reduction in, in carbon 
um, yeah. output. And don't get me wrong, it's, 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 it's not going to solve it on its own, but it's having a massive impact. And I think one of the biggest things that I have seen for the last few years is research that's been done by uh, Nordea, yeah. um, which is a, a Norwegian company who researched the sort of effect of investing in an ESG sustainable portfolio. Um, they did some research and said if you had invested, if you invest over a 42 year period, so 42 years of your pension, you could save 2,222 tons of carbon emissions. Now, they then likened that to over the same period, making the changes to uh, showering, shorter showers, um, eating less meat, so only having one meat a week, flying, one less flying trip a year, so having one less holiday a year, and taking a train instead of a car. Yeah. And so they took all of those together and they found that by investing your pension, it was 27 times more powerful than all of those other different habits combined. Wow. So... I mean, I can go and get my nice juicy steak and not feel guilty about it. As long as your pension's invested in the right way. Well, of yeah. course it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, I think, again, we've always talked about the power of, of, of your pension and what that can do. And I think actually we underestimate the fact that, you know, we want to make all of these really good changes to our lifestyles to reduce the, our carbon footprint. And then forget that the pension actually is probably the biggest element of influence that we have on that carbon footprint. So, you know, I, I've, I always talk about the fact that we have a real positive drive to make sure that we are investing in funds that are sustainable, that are reducing the carbon footprint and are having this powerful influence so that clients can feel that actually they are 27 more times more powerful than trying to make all of these changes in their lives that might be more tricky to do. And I think the um, and, and another thing that I, I say to clients, and, and some of them are, you know, sceptical about the carbon thing. Is it carbon? Is it, you know, is it man-made? Is it, I mean, ones who are saying, well, is it actually just the normal cycles of Earth as it's gone in and out of ice ages? Um, and, you know, besides all of that, it's actually good investment because uh, regardless of what you think of um, how climate change is happening, regardless of all of that, it's uh, it's good sustainable investing and actually it's getting very good returns and as governments around the world are going carbon neutral one of the big ways that they do that is through regulation and they will be enforcing far more regulation on companies and do you want to be investing in a company which will be absolutely punished by government regulation or do you want to invest in a company who will sail through it and I know where I'd want to invest. And that is, uh, you know, that's, you know, even to the people who are a bit sceptical, you know, you can still say, well, you still should invest this way because it's a... Make change now rather yeah. than being forced to change later. And actually, you've got a longer period of time to move towards that yeah. rather than suddenly having to make massive legislative, you know, massive changes, massive investment costs to try and change. And for, changes. you know, for any other reason, then we're not so dependent. You know, if you lower your carbon uses, we're not so dependent. And unfortunately, a lot of the carbon comes from uh, slightly dodgy areas of the country. Of the world. <laughs> of the world, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so which dodgy Lancashire. areas of the country? <laughs> Don't want to name them. Um, no. But yeah, yeah, parts of the world which obviously, you know, have have have, a, have, a, have sort of negative um, positions at the moment. And I, I do agree with the point that actually... One of the things we're doing is saying, look, this is not necessarily just purely about um, carbon footprint. 
it's not necessarily about that side of things, but it's actually how you know efficient can a company be, much more effective than can they be? Because actually some of the sustainability is creating much more effective, efficient companies where you know they're able to pay less for the electricity. Yeah. Well, that's more profit on your bottom line. Exactly. You know, if you do things more effectively, that's actually much more profitable as a business. Um, you know, we in our own business, you know, we are trying to move away from printing paper. I mean, we as an industry, you know, financial services industry is is renowned for the amounts and volumes of paperwork that we send out. And so we have a massive positive drive to re- try and make things more online, more accessible, more digital and reduce down all of this post and paper and everything that's going out uh, all the Which time. Which then makes more profit because you're not spending so much money. Absolutely. So it's a it's a win-win regardless of any views. It's a, you know, by being more sustainable, I think it's probably a good word, mm. um, is more efficient. And more efficiency means more profit. More profit means greater greater returns, better returns. Absolutely. Um, And I I think ethical investing in general is still, there is a massive positive impact for that. I think the difficulty that you used to have with ethical investing is that the companies you're investing into generally very, very small cap. So they were, you know, you're investing into something that's doing something um, in the niche small side of things as opposed to the big massive companies that you invest into now. ESG investing actually is about having a massive impact on bigger companies. So actually your risk tolerance can actually be a little bit lower. So you don't have to worry too much about the size of the company that you're investing into and the risk of it actually yeah. going wrong and having lots of debt and not, not doing particularly like well. You can invest into a big company and say, right, what, what's the impact we're having on that? Another great example of, of a company that's had a massive impact from the sustainability drivers, Nike, you know, the amount of effort. Or Nike. Or depending Nike, on depending on who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Nike, um, you know, again, they've made a massive drive to improve the work standards, where they're sourcing all of their stuff from, um, the, you know, the old sweatshops that they used to be using, um, you know. It was it was terrible, and actually they've now moved to a more sustainable model. They're really pushing the um, the recycling of their shoes. So actually, suddenly companies that you would think are horrendous, terrible, I'll never touch, are actually coming back onto where we go. Actually, and and this is this is not just shareholder pressure. There's consumer pressure in this as well. Yeah, cool. So you've got the balance of you know, and you go back to why would we want to be investing in companies that are ESG. Well, I would be wanting to invest into them, not necessarily for just the bottom line, but also the reputational risk of the company. Would I want to be, you know, we've seen you know, the reputational risk of getting bad press today can have a dramatic effect on politics and businesses. And you think of businesses out there where, you know, you have, you know, we only have to think about the news of what's happening with um, electricity meters being forced into people's homes. Yes. You know, if you're one of those companies... Or gas, yeah, pay prepaid meters. Prepaid meters. Yeah. So if you if you're one of those companies, and it's like that's massive reputational risk that's just gone like that overnight. So, but if you are investing in a company that has got the social and governance structures in place and the environmental structures in place, you've got the sort of peace of mind knowing that, that you're reducing down the reputational damage that could come to your bottom line. And nothing damages your bottom line more than reputational damage. So there is a massive benefit for environmental investing to protect your bottom line. So if you can make sure that you're, if we're investing in companies that we know are really, really making sure that their reputational risk is in place, ESG box is ticked. Yes, you're doing the environmental thing, social thing, governance thing. You have much more peace of mind 
that that company is less likely to suddenly get thrown into under the bus in the papers for doing something wrong because all of those things are are, are in place. That's a very good point. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I think it's important to to because uh, one man's ethics is another, or woman's ethics is another person's, you know. Delight. <laughs> yes. yeah. So, I mean, there might be a smoker who hates the idea of investing in arms, for example. They don't mind smoking and tobacco, but they they don't want any You're arms. coming up some serious extremities to this, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there could be some extremities. Yeah. <laughs> Gambling, for example, yes. all those kind of things. Or a soldier so, that doesn't like smoking. Or a soldier that doesn't like smoking. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, all of our fund managers are signed up to the UNPRI. Yes, um, but that doesn't necessarily for the for the, the and not all fund managers are. That's one thing. No, to not be all, all ours are. A hundred percent, and not yeah. not marketing ours specifically. But actually, if you go out there and look, every fund that is in the UN PRI, they will have that stamp yeah. on their fund fact sheets. You'll be able to see it and see that they are ticking those those ESG so criteria. What about the for the person who wants to just say, you know, we don't want to be invested in in tobacco we don't we want to positively exclude that so that so, so that's where you would probably find much more um, you can invest into funds that actually are still dark green are proper ethical funds will exclude companies that they don't want to invest into um, you can get discretionary fund managers that we work with who will basically put a a sieve on your investment and portfolio and you can get the fund managers so what they invest into they will tick the esg side of things but they'll, they'll put a sieve on and go we will not invest into arms we will not invest into tobacco we will not invest into oil and so they will sieve that down again that goes back to the old days of investing into companies that are you know ethical and green the the risk you have in that is it's it's not a bad principle to have but the risk you have in it is that as you sieve down and take out all of those companies the diversification of what you can invest into is getting smaller and smaller so you're investing into a narrower narrower number of companies which means that your volatility and risk is higher. Yeah. You know, so you, if you haven't got the, di- we always talk about diversification, you need to keep the diversification. You will be reducing your diversification by narrowing down your investment field. Um, and that means that you may have you know, companies that might be ethical, but much more volatile, higher gearing, liable to, to fall off a cliff. Yeah. So you've got to be very careful. And this is why I think ESG has become much more of a uh, stronger principle for investing is because actually you can still have a good diversification and reduce your risk tolerance for investors, but you haven't got the this sort of duality of have suddenly having to um, have higher risk by doing so and, and, and potentially lower returns by doing so, by not being able to invest into great companies. Um, I do think that, you know, it is a personal preference. I think, you know, if you're willing to accept the potential volatility, the risks of doing so, and keep your conscience ultimately is you know say I this is what I want to do, then yeah you can certainly invest in that way. You just well, have to be, un- understand there'll be a lot of downside. charities and and com- you know charities, churches. I mean, there's that famous thing was the Church of England, yes, were with their investment in arms and yeah. oil, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they were just in well pro- probably passive for investing where yeah. they had to invest in every single company in an index. If you're in a tracker fund, you're probably investing into oil and arms because you look at the FTSE 100 and what's in the top. You've got mining companies at the top of there, yes. not necessarily ESG compliant. So it, it the reason I like ESG over ethical um, is because you're looking at those three key principles, those three key areas that for me give you much more peace of mind of moving in the right direction for sustainability and for the environment. 
doing the right thing for you know the society as a whole and also they've got the right boardroom structures to make sure that you're not going to end up you know on a picket line so you, you cover your reputational risk as well so you are covering all all those pillars ethical okay they might be on a journey towards being more ethical but they don't necessarily have to be there yet and I know that I'm going to have much more of a powerful effect on a company and on the environment if I take a company from very bad carbon footprint to a much better footprint than just investing into a company that's already there. Actually, the impact is lower. So actually, ESG investing is actually having a greater impact on the reduction in carbon than investing in ethical. Um, But what I also have is that I know that those companies have got... you You can invest into a very, very ethical company... But if it's not got very good governance or so, uh, social um, structures involved and it's not necessarily doing the right things, that reputation risk can be pretty bad. And so far, you've taken the extra risk of investing into that company that's quite small and it suddenly blows up in your face. You think you're doing the right thing, but from an investment perspective, it's a quite a negative thing. So it's a, ESG is more of a balanced approach to this, a much more nuanced approach to it. And it does sometimes get, you know, hit with the, the greenwashing. But I, I, I disagree with that fundamentally because I think they're forgetting the journey we're trying to get onto. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, there is out there a view that what we should be doing is we should, you know, everything should be like this now. We should be, you know, so the environment should be solved now. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I get their principles and I, you know, fundamentally I agree with the journey they want to take us on. Yeah. I just think they, they're almost like they want it now. You know, it's the modern world of saying, I want everything now. You know, we talk about get rich slowly, not get rich quickly. I think we need to get, you know, much more carbon friendly slowly, not quickly. Well, I mean, it's I'd rather no other way. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't take a company from here to there without significantly damaging the company or destroying the company. So actually, if you can get them on the journey, that's going to have a much longer term powerful effect on where we're all going to be than trying to just basically say, well, that company just has to disappear. That doesn't that doesn't work. So. I think actually I'd rather be involved, invested into ESG funds that are having that positive impact, that have shareholder influence on the, on the boardroom and actually getting them to, you know, actually make greater environmental decisions, better governance decisions, thinking about, you know, I'd rather have a company where there are employees on the boardroom going, actually, minimum wage shouldn't be what the national minimum wage is. It should be this yeah. happy wor- workforce, you know, how much happier business. That's what I, you know, and it, it'll have a, t- a tiny effect on the bottom line of a business, but the work productivity goes up and you go, well, actually, okay, hang on, this is much better for a business. So all of those things for ESG investing are really, really important. So that UNPRI sticker on your investment is 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 actually quite useful to, for the It's a gold standard. For. Yeah, it's a really gold standard. And I think it actually has more of a positive impact than any whinging in the, in, you know, in the, in the papers or on the streets can necessarily have. And... I, I've, I've never had the bottle to go up to protesters and say to them, right, where's your pension invested? But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, yes, they want to make their point. That's great. But sometimes it's a case of going, but what influence can I have? Because we do live in a world where it's like, but I can't do anything. Well, hopefully what we're telling you now is actually by focusing on your pension, which is a massive asset, one of your biggest assets you can and have. And the longest term. And the longest asset you have if you focus and make sure that's doing well, you'll have a much bigger impact than having to restrict what you're eating, you know, fly less, you know, those things you can do as well. You know, don't fly if you don't need to, but you can have a bigger impact by making sure your pension's invested in a, in, in a, in the ESG way. Excellent stuff. Okay. Right. That's it for today's episode. 
I hope you enjoyed that and have learnt a little bit more about ESG. Thanks for listening to A Wealth of Positivity. To catch all our new episodes, simply follow the podcast on whatever podcast listening app you use. You could also binge listen to all our previous podcasts too. If you've got something you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, just drop me a line. It's tristan.johnson at sjpp.co.uk and that's Johnson without the T. And I'll see if we can add it to a future episode. It really helps us to find new listeners if you give us a like and a review. Bye for now. See you in two weeks' time. See you in two weeks. Thank you.